Hello, and welcome to Momentous Live, episode 28. Oh. I'm Tristan Jutra, to one side of me. William Silver. And down below. I am Space Gray Williams. Perfect. <laughs> it's... Is it the most wonderful time of the year? No, we, 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 have, we had a hierarchy of most wonderful times of the year. Christmas <laughs> still gets number one, and there's WWDC, and then iPhone. I think it's the third most wonderful time of the year. This, this kind of gets a bit of a bump, though, because it's got, we've got all of the things except the Mac came out today. Well, we're announced today. Exactly. So we will be getting into all sorts of Apple goodness, because, you know, that's something we really lack for on Moment. <laughs> Oh, and not, not a lot of coverage out there online. Not a lot of exactly. people talking about it. So yeah, if somebody exactly. has to, it might as well be us. At least we're nice and early. Right? Ish. Ish. So, uh, but before we get into that, we have a, a little bit of follow-up and uh, a couple of other quick stories. Um, one of which is last week we talked about the Matrix Resurration... Resurration? Resurrections... <laughs> uh, teaser um the interactive website and now the full trailer has dropped and again um starring um uh john wick and some other people uh <laughs> that you may or may not remember from uh, previous uh, installments uh, such as jada pinkett smith and uh some newcomers including christina ricci so Ooh. um finally it, that matrix adams and, and adams family cross we've been looking for is <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. Exactly. So uh, now that we've had the opportunity to uh, absorb that, uh, what, you, what, did you, what did you guys? Uh, what did you guys think? I'm going to pull up another window here because this one will be a little better. There we go. I mean, such a, such a great uh, trailer, like just packed with callbacks. And mm -hmm. um, you know, I think a lot of us were left at the end of um, of the third Matrix movie. It was Matrix Revolution and the Matrix? What was the third one? Uh, <laughs> Matrix, not the one with the with the naked underground race. How about yeah, Matrix, Matrix Two, Matrix Three? How about we yeah. go with? That? And, and yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of us kind of looked at that one. Okay, so he's not dead. <laughs> like clearly, he's not dead. It's, it's been yeah. twenty years. Okay, right. But <laughs> is he's questioning his sanity? Was it all a dream? Why is he having to take so many blue pills? Right, all the time. Did, and, <laughs> did they just like retcon that in the entire you know original trilogy? Did they pull a was it uh, Saint Elsewhere <laughs> on yeah. us? And I, I can actually hear Joe Pantoliano um, in that in that one saying, "Why didn't they take the blue pill?" Um, yeah, and so it's you know I'm 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 stoked for it. I've seen I've seen a lot of the uh, Wachowski stuff in between, and there have been a lot of these themes that have run through it. Uh, through, through their work. And so uh, like Cloud Atlas, for example, really kind of went through this same sort of uh, same sort of process. So um, fascinated to see where we're going with this. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there day one. Indeed. Oh, oh, and, and how will you be viewing it? It's coming out at Christmas time. Yeah. By then it's on, it'll be in theaters and on HBO Max and whatever the equivalent is here in Canada. Uh, Crave and, and a lot of other nonsense. <laughs> Uh, you know, so so here, here's the thing. I've, I've got I've got my vaccine passport, and at that point, you know, we're we're in a place where we're we're already there, where they're going to be required to get into the theaters. I think I feel good about going back to the theater. All right. Yeah. How about how about you, Will? What do you think of the trailer? Well, uh, I mean, I thought it was amazing. I thought it looked really awesome. I'm a, a big Wachowskis 
fan. Uh, even the the uh, Speed Racer, which I think a lot of people didn't like, and it I fell certainly was. Yeah, it was certainly very stylized. Fell asleep during that acid trip. <laughs> I mean, it was absolute bonkers. Um, Fatigue. No, I, I, I think it was just you know it, it was the wrong sort of aesthetic that people were looking for. But I, I really enjoyed it actually. I mean, I, having watched Speed Racer the show as a kid, it's just basically they took Speed Racer and turned it into uh, a movie. But I'm not sure exactly North American audiences were ready for that on screen in live action. Uh, but going back to this, I mean, the original Matrix is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's you know right up there. Um, I even like the second and third one. I, I think probably the second one is is a bit of a dip, um, and the third one is is uh, not a bad strong ending. I know a lot of people were just kind of disappointed uh, with the the other two, but I'm really interested to see how they turn this or or where we're going with it. Um, Neil Patrick Harris is one of my all time favorite actors. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll have to see what that brings to the table, but yeah, no, it looks amazing. looks like they, they brought it into the modern era and lots of questions and kind of trailer that you want. I, I mean, definitely some teasers about stuff that happens, but I didn't feel like I was totally spoiled. Um, I, Tristan and, and Gray, you probably know this. I often close my eyes during trailers and movie theaters back when I went to movie theaters a lot, especially the Fast and Furious movies. And it's such an interesting experience because you just hear this, like, you close your eyes and all you hear is like, and then the audience goes, oh, damn. <laughs> and you're like, I'm glad I didn't have my eyes open for that. That ruined everything. They jumped from one car to a plane to another building to another plane to a don't helicopter. Don't spill it. Don't, don't spill it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I think that I'm good now. I often have this rule, like, watch a trailer and then don't watch too much because you don't want to be constantly spoiled. So I'm in on The Matrix. I'm really keen. I'm not watching another trailer. There, there's, Unless you make me. But there, there, is, there, there is a plot in the Fast and the Furious movies to spoil. Huh. <laughs> that's a that's a takeaway for me thank you yeah have they done any fast and furious video games yet yeah the i for think they did some original ones back in the 2000s have you guys seen they have like some animated series on netflix as well like what? The, for, the further adventures of the fast and the furious and there's like, oh, i haven't current, seen that the current one is set like in mexico or something it's actually the uh, deeper search for family across the world i like it yeah. <laughs> exactly family Home sweet home. Family. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I am stoked for Matrix again, one of my favorite movies of all time. I think the second and the second one, especially, well, you know what? They all had, all three, the second and third are obviously not nearly as interesting or groundbreaking as the first, but mm -hmm. there are multiple layers uh, to each, to each of them. And actually, a number of books have been written on the, uh, the, the various uh, you know philosophies that have been were drawn from to you know kind of kind of thrown into a blender. Um, there are some unanswered questions still that I find from the first couple. Like, um, was it uh, Angel the, the 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 oh Seraph the character Seraph? Mm -hmm. Why did he look different than anyone else in Matrix View? He was a different color. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking he was like some sort of you know maybe he was an actual angel type thing or some other type of computer program that wasn't the same of the same nature as the, as the hypervisor players in the much exactly yeah. super user perhaps mm -hmm. um so uh, there was and there's even just you know you, you, you take tease apart some of the names of the 
the uh, different characters, the Merovingian. Merovingian. They all all have some, you know, they come from somewhere. And so you think, okay, did they just, you know, throw in a bunch of this stuff to sound cool? Or were there actual uh, additional layers of meaning that they were going for with all that? Um, It typically is. It's it's not the Wachowski's kind of doing that. There there is a building of lore there. And I think a lot of, there was a bit of a backlash, right? Of people Mm -hmm. going, oh, well, they're too smart for their own good. Mm-hmm. No, we're actually asking you to think once in a while in an action movie. And I know that's hard to believe, but mm-hmm. just go with it, right? Go go look up what what these things mean and see uh, if it actually has any more meaning for you. And, and see if it actually so, so. makes any sense, too, because they could have just be throw, you know, throwing everything together and, you know... <laughs> is it actually does it actually hang together and i think tbd on that <laughs> sorry go ahead well oh sorry i didn't mean to interrupt it, it is one of these things too where i think they also and you mentioned this tristan they they suffered from the fact that they had been so groundbreaking in the third one that people expect the same one trick pony two or three tricks and mm-hmm. so they I, I should say they. I mean, just in general, I think expectations were very high. I actually thought, from you know, a sci-fi, you know, world, it, I actually enjoyed it. It certainly, if if you were wondering about the Matrix and you had your own theory, maybe you were also a bit disappointed about what you actually saw with the half-naked raves and the underground, as 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 Gray said. Maybe that's not what quite what you were expecting from this uh, from from this world. Um, the writhing but, masses of humanity the, and the, the writhing <laughs> masses of humanity but uh yeah i mean i think it for me a big fan of sci-fi i mean that's really my genre um you know i thought it was a, a nice blend of all sorts of things with you know um a little bit of blade runner or a little bit of you know some philip k dick stuff in there and i i mean i really enjoyed it, it and so i i didn't mind uh, the second and third one maybe weren't as groundbreaking on some of the sci-fi um, effects. Um, I, I still thought some of that stuff, like all the cars flipping and all, all that stuff was pretty crazy. And the fact that they built a highway for that, um, was a little stretch of highway. I, I mean, I still think those movies stand up, but I know that people were disappointed at the time. So hopefully this sort of, as you guys say, takes some of those threads um, from some of the original um, trilogy and and really blend it and, and revitalize it because the uh, first one was awesome and we'll and we'll see if if what they come up with now lives up to today's standards i mean Ma- matrix is obviously groundbreaking at the time and they did all sorts of uh neat effects and innovations including uh bullet time and mm-hmm. the like so we look at the trailer there's some pretty cool stuff going on but will it just be action 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 or will there be more to actually think about there which is what gave the matrix uh so so much longevity i believe mm-hmm. well, uh, they- I was just going to say really briefly, like when we think about the era when these first three films were released, right? We we straddled the millennium, right? So 1999, um, and then you, you you have everything from 2001 to the invasion of both Afghanistan and Iraq in that time. And I think there was almost a bit of a reflection of the, the jingoism of what where everybody's mindset was. And so you take a look at this trailer right now, and you've got Neo, who is in the later stages of the world. Mr. Anderson is in the later stage of a midlife crisis talking to his therapist. They are once again, like finger on the pulse of society of like, is there anybody out there for the last two years? Isn't really questioning if any of this is real, just quite just slightly. So it, it feels like, yeah, I, I think there's gonna be a whole lot more here 
for this world to embrace and hopefully a lot of kung fu. Whoa. Whoa. Our, our next segment I like to call Happy Gray, Sad Gray. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which would you like first, Gray? Well, I'm happy. Okay, well, we will start with Happy Gray first. And that is the second-gen Sonos Beam soundbar arrives with Dolby Atmos and a $50 US price hike. Improved mini soundbar comes after price increases across the Sonos lineup. Gray, you sent uh, you sent this over to us today um, with with uh, some all caps. Uh, <laughs> why don't you talk us through this one here? Uh, what, what is the uh, what is the Sonos Beam, and why does this uh, successor to it uh, you know in inspire you so much? Well, the Sonos Beam is actually like it's one of the most popular soundbars on the market right now. And so Sonos has, has really, as far as distributed audio goes, um, they've really been killing it. Um, the, when the Beam first came out, it was the first Play Bar they'd released after the Sonos Play Bar. Um, and it was this compact little uh, Play Bar that said, you know, did a great job, does Dolby Digital, um, has Alexa and, uh, and um, uh, Google built in, uh, which, you know, for some folks, they keep it on. I've got mine turned off in my ARC downstairs. Um, but just a really nicely put together little system. Um, and so the biggest complaint about Sonos for going on almost like 10 years now um, has been that the Play Bar uh, did not, and the Play Bar and the Play Bar series here did not do DTS. Um, it's just, it's been one of those like main complaints uh, from people who care a lot about features on the box, but not necessarily the real world usability. And so there are- Didn't, didn't do DTS or didn't do Dolby Atmos? I uh, didn't do DTS. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, because well, that's the thing. So when the when the Arc came out, the Arc does Dolby Digital, um, Dolby Digital Plus, which is uh, they've got the uncompressed version, uh, and then it also did Dolby Atmos, um, <clears throat> okay. and so that was that was the the big reason to upgrade there. Um, and but it still didn't do DTS. And for some folks out there, the lack of DTS was the main reason to rail on Sonos Play Bars in general. You've got a lot lot of other you know uh, also rounds that did. Um, now, speaking as someone who has been in the home theater space since, you know, back when DVD was single layered, um, I've got a lot of DTS discs downstairs. Um, back when I used to flip through my discs all the time. And I can tell you, actually, I went out way back when and bought the Dolby Digital version of Jurassic Park and the DTS version of Jurassic Park. And I watched them back to back and actually would flip back and forth between two different scenes um, on, on two different DVD players on the same receiver to see if I could tell the difference. You know, the only difference that I found was DTS was recorded louder. And so I don't give a good darn, gosh darn that DTS is coming to Sonos, but there are people who do. And for those of you out there, welcome home. Welcome to distributed music that's easy to do, wireless, and now you can buy the Sonos and stop complaining. You won't, but what? you could. Yeah, no. <laughs> hate is gonna hate. <laughs> All right, so you were talking about the uh, the other, uh, it was the Sonos, Sonos Play Bar, is that what it was? And that yeah, one was, that and that was, one didn't have DTS, and now it does. And now we're talking about the Sonos Beam Gen 2, and its yes. big thing is the support for Dolby Atmos, which is, you know, sim you know, supposedly equivalent of like 12 speakers or, or what, what yes. have you. Now, what is your confidence level in the ability for a, a, a sound bar to actually, you know, recreate proper surround sound? Because like, there's been a number of attempts at this and a lot of it seems to depend on, you know, the, the, the size and shape of the room that you're in. And if you've got one, one side of the room is like open, say to a dining room or something, um, that makes things a little trickier. So what are your thoughts on, on, on that? Is this actually worth it? 
It, it is actually worth it. And I can tell you from my own experience living in a 22 foot high, uh, I think it's maybe 20 feet wide concrete box in the sky, um, the arc does it. Um, so there, there is a process that you go through called true play with the Sonos Arc, and I would imagine with the Beam now, where it uses your iPhone, and it does have to be an iPhone at this point, I do believe, so if you don't have one, uh, you can find a friend. Uh, I believe there's a few of us on Craigslist who will offer our Sonos true play services uh, to come over and do that for you. But um, you basically sit down where you will be watching uh, your content, and it plays a series of audio pulses and basically recognizes where that is in relation to the room. And then the second component of it, which is usually the only component that you do for music, is you walk around the room. And it now gives it context as to where what the room looks like from an audio perspective. It gives you first and second reflections um, and actually tunes the, the system to sound good. Um, it does a phenomenal job. Right? We, we saw this type of technology originally with Yamaha's um, sound projector, is what they called it. Um, and it, it worked back then. They used to have a, a microphone on a string that would pop out, and the microphone would sit where you would sit, and it would basically give you that. Uh, but Sonus is taking it, taking it a step further. So um, what I was saying about DTS is now that it's actually been backfilled to most of the catalog. It will do DTS now. Um, but Dolby Atmos is now available in both the Beam and in the Arc. Um, difference there, obviously, is the Arc is a little bit more powerful, um, and the, uh, the Beam is a little bit smaller. So they've basically got soundbars in a variety of different price points and sizes for a lot of folks out there. Um, and I think this is going to be a, a real hit come the holiday season. And this one is going for about four forty nine US, which, as mentioned, is a fifty dollars bump from the Gen One Sonos Beam. Gray, what uh, what considerations or what type of buyer do you think would be appropriate for the Sonos versus recent offerings from Sony and Bose in this department? Um, honestly, if you want distributed music at all, so you want music in more than one room. Um, there really isn't a whole lot of competition for Sonos. There are a few people out there. Uh, Google has recently just lost a patent fight with Sonos, and uh, you'll probably see Google be, they'll be paying a little bit for what they're doing here. You may also see some features removed from some Google stuff because they don't own the IP. Um, and so just goes to show you, you should actually do your own homework and not copy somebody else's. But um, if you're looking to have a great music experience, um, Sonos is a really great way to go. Also, if you've got a space like mine, where we are all glass and concrete here, and you are not running wires, um, you know, under rugs or around the room, um, then this is, a, this is a really good way to go. It will give you uh, fully wireless, outside of the power cables, um, home theater. And that includes the sub, the surrounds, uh, and the soundbar itself. The soundbar obviously has to be connected up to the, the, uh, the TV. Uh, but other than that, you can have a fully wireless audio system, no cables, no nothing, all over your house uh, with everything from the, you know, $150 Play Ones, um, all the way up to, uh, you know, the $1,000 Sony, uh, Sony's Arc. So if you're not interested in the distributed music, then um, you might be able to save a few bucks looking at some of the uh, the, uh, the other options. Is if you're just looking for yeah. a home theater, mm -hmm. sure. Um, and if you, if you don't need a wireless home theater, if you're looking to build a home theater that does Dolby Atmos and, and you, you, you like big speakers around the house, Amazing. Go buy yourself a receiver and a couple of separates. A uh, home theater box I wouldn't necessarily do, but a lot of the soundbar and wireless audio solutions are that step up from that home theater in the box. Uh, you're going to get similar quality to, to the separates or better in some cases. I will say that, you know, I used to spend, I, I spent a fair amount of money on my home theater separates and was very, very proud of them. Um, and then looking at my Sonos system now, it, it costs as much or more, but the sheer convenience of it and the just works factor plus the music streaming. Uh, it really is kind of your best bang for your buck, in my opinion. 
Yeah, home theater salespeople will say you should spend at least as much money on the audio as you do on the video side. So your screens and whatnot, is, which, and that is maybe getting thrown off a little bit, given that TVs are getting so cheap for, for what you get. But, uh, yeah. you know, but you I, don't want to ignore the audio component for sure to get that full experience. I'm looking at you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it this way. You've got two eyes and two ears. Spend 25% of your budget on each one of them. Okay, well, <laughs> if you've only got three quarters of the budget... If you're Nick then Fury, you were spending less on the TV exactly. and more on the sound system. Uh, Will, you had mentioned that you're thinking of upgrading your TV to 4K at some point, and you might do your audio. Uh, at, then, do you care about the distributed um, audio, like the music, having music all, all over your, your house, or would you be focusing just on the home theater surround sound experience to augment your visuals? I think it's mostly just um, for the home theater. Um, and I probably start off baby steps with a sort of all in one kind of solution. Um, some bars sound like a, a good pathway forward. Uh, part of the problem with the distributed auto, audio is um, my wife likes the Backstreet Boys and I like good music. So Damn. there's a bit of a problem with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying, yeah, and that's what we do. We do headphones and like, and, and look, we, everyone has different tastes. I'm joking. She likes Lifehouse and the Backstreet Boys and things like that. Uh, her Christmas music, I think it's pretty good. She has to listen to John Denver and the Muppets every year, uh, which I quite enjoy, or I've begun to enjoy after several years. Um, but yeah, for the most part, we don't agree on music. So I'll probably not be distributing music through my house, strictly because my wife particularly hates my music. Um, so, uh, it's that we agree on a lot of things. There's a lot of commonalities, but music is not one that we like. And that's why she doesn't entertainment. And that's why she doesn't come to gigs with us. (laughs) No, no. That and, you know, sitting in the back of a loud club drinking a Coke was maybe not her thing. Uh, Pro tip, if you want to enjoy your music wearing headphones um, and you you still want to have a dance party with your significant other, just find music that is beat match. So find the you know, similar BPMs, you know, oh. whether it's 120 or 130 or even 95. Uh, make sure you're, and then you can still dance together kind of in sync. Don't be like how they do in the movies where they have all the extras dancing and then they pipe in the music later and you know it's what they're dancing to is not the music that's being played in the film soundtrack so uh, you you know with a little bit of effort you could actually have a dance party with your wife uh you know to an appropriate uh in, in sync beat not in sync though, ever... not in sync not backstreet boys only. Not, not in sync <laughs> have you seen that viral video of those like uh what is it like uh, cyber neo goth ravers yes. dancing to all i want for christmas from mariah carey it's a it's Beautiful. a classic. You know, I'm, I'm going to point this out. Those cyber goths, none of them got sick. All of them were wearing gas masks. COVID, not a problem. <laughs> yeah. And funny. eye protection, usually. All right, now it's time for sad gray, or maybe is it angry get gray? Uh, Amazon is releasing its own TVs with Alexa <laughs> built in. We mentioned Alexa when it uh, we were talking about the Sonos uh, devices there. And... Um, you know, Amazon has their Amazon Basics, and of course, you know, with, where they <laughs> borrow the ideas from all sorts of great Amazon merchants uh, over the years. And they also have their uh, Fire TV sticks and other devices for piping in their uh, Prime Video services and other streaming services. 
So, Gray, what's the problem with having an Amazon Fire TV? They've got the Omni series and uh, the Four series, which you know are are, are pretty affordable. You know, you got the Omni series, which is the uh, the headliner, um, starting at just four hundred and ten dollars US. What, what, what's the catch? Uh, to be honest, I, I think this is a great idea because you can walk into somebody's house and see this thing. We just don't have to be friends anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's, it's interesting because it's like, I feel like Amazon's got, they've got more than anyone else, they have a bridge to cross here for a lot of, uh, a lot of users. Um, the, the, the nature, the pervasive nature that we're finding as well as their aggressive practices at retail, um, I, I don't know that they've actually got too much time here uh, before there could be a serious shift in corporate culture um, without Mr. Bezos. Um, you know, it's uh, his sort of self-styled cowboy ways um, I don't know would will be able to persist, and that's why I'm not too I'm not too worried about this. Um, the the way that Alexa was has been building a profile for a lot of people out there um, has led to, you know, a lot of the reports that I've seen, and you know, it's not this is they say that the plural plural anecdote is not data, but um, hearing folks go, you know, I just I just don't want that connected to what I do anymore, so I'm, I'm finding alternate ways around that. Um, or just using it very specifically for things like turning lights on, lights off, but not actually connecting up their their shopping account. Um, I, I think Amazon's probably going to they'll they'll they, they are seeing this on the back end, and they're seeing that it's not going to be uh, a way forwards for them. So looking at this, uh, I'm hoping that uh, they they're going to look at this and find a way for people to maintain their privacy. That said, some of the features that I've seen from Amazon as far as their what's going on with Prime uh, is Prime Video. Uh, the X-ray features that we saw uh, from Kindle come over to Prime, they're great. You know, they, they talk about this here, saying, you know, TV uh, was a was a passive experience and making it something that people, you know, are, are more interested in interacting with. I don't, I don't necessarily see a downside. Um, the one thing, and you, you actually, you kind of hit on this, which is looking at what people do well, taking those ideas and running with them. Those are the kind of predatory practices that I think that uh, Amazon is. They're tempting fate because you're going to see some American companies that Amazon does run afoul of. And I can guarantee you that there are plenty of senators out there who will look at this and go, this is our opportunity. So they've got a tightrope to walk here. I think they can do it. Um, but uh, yeah, this, is, this, is, this is a combination of a lot of cool technologies, right? Far-field voice for, for good voice control as opposed to yelling across their own voice control. Uh, High-quality sets, good-quality pricing. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Will, in your uh, buying or shopping around for a, a new TV, are you going to be looking for a smart TV like you know, this one you know, from Amazon, which could be one of the smarter smart TVs out there? Or are you mm -hmm. looking for a dumb TV and then plugging in the brains separately? Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of these tough things. We're, we're back and forth on it. I, I, I think... Part of it is we also need a new brain uh, because we are using um, traditionally I've used like a PlayStation 3 or a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox uh, One. Um, and so we, we want to upgrade that. So whether the TV is part of that package is one of the things that we're looking at. I'm not personally not a big fan of the proprietary technology often locked in these TVs and what they're communicating with as gray as brought up in the past about what data is being you know 
brought around. I'm already in the Xbox or PlayStation ecosystem to play video games. So, I, and I feel a little bit better about that for some reason than giving my data to Amazon. So I'm I'm not a big fan of particularly, as, as Grace said, you know, sharing my data with Amazon. Now, having said that, I buy lots of stuff on Amazon. So they know, you know, that I buy mics and comic books. Um, but in terms of other things, I, I kind of want to narrow it. So I, I we're still on the fence on that one. Um, and Gray brings up a good point just in general with Amazon is that, you know, it's it's kind of maybe not unusual, but it's, it's I don't know if there's a lot of people who love Amazon. You know, it's it's very it's very ubiquitous. A lot of people use it, but it has a pretty bad reputation in many ways. And maybe that's partly just you know, um, the stories about people who work in their uh, head office or people who work in their distribution centers. There's not a lot of good stories coming out of that company, not like something like Apple. Obviously, Apple has its critics, but there's a lot of people who have traditionally over the years been big fans of that brand and that company and, and their vision of things. I'm not sure there's a lot of people wanting to go to a convention and talk about how much they love Amazon and their business practices and their corporate culture. So um, even though they're all mostly using Amazon on a pretty regular yeah, basis, well, but but that's what I'm saying. It's so weird. It's like everyone uses it, but no one really likes it. So it's kind of one of these things where it it could be ripe for a fall. Like all it needs is the right conditions where people go, oh, yeah, I don't need to use that thing. Let's bring her down. So um, that's where I think they are There are on, you know, shaky ground in that sense. Now, having said that, they're still firmly holding that shaky ground. But if the market conditions were right, I mean, I could see everything going topsy-turvy for them if they're not careful because they haven't built up strong brand loyalty. And if people have options, they're not going to pick Amazon. That's just my opinion on it, but I could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Certainly interesting to get into this foray. I I also see this kind of thing, and and I guess it is kind of connecting the dots on a few things for them. But I also think like do what you're good at, like keep on sort of reaching into other territories. It's it's what we've talked about before with more with Facebook. It's like trying to add on more features or more things. Like you know they still haven't got. Prime TV, I think, totally dialed in, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so anyways, that's that's my thoughts on it. But I probably wouldn't buy this one, but certainly does look like an interesting TV and a collection of technologies. Yeah, I think you could chalk this, uh, this endeavor and other similar ones that Amazon uh, uh, getting into har- other hardware is a quest for margin, right? There's only yeah. so much margin you can make in retail and... It, most of us have worked in retail, and you know that private private label stuff, you you can make some better margins on, right? You're cutting mm-hmm. you're cutting out the middleman to a certain extent. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll we'll see if you know a lot of their other um, projects in the past, like the Kindle Fire tablets and whatnot. Again, cheap, uh, not super great uh, quality. The Kindle e-readers, on the other hand, are, are generally pretty well liked, even though there are competitors out there. Uh, the ecosystem tends to be a little closed, however. As regards uh, you know, smart TVs in general, I, I'm not a fan. I, I'm a fan of buying the best quality uh, screen one can get and uh, not you know, only hooking up the, the TV for any firmware updates uh, to the network and then disconnecting from the network and then having the brains uh, separate, whether it's an Apple TV or 
uh, your your streaming uh, box of choice, Roku, etc. Even an Amazon Fire Stick. But you know, so many TV cheap TVs nowadays they're subsidized through ad, uh, advertising. So they pay. T- you know, they may be scanning pixels in the corner of the screen, and they can tell what you're watching because they've got giant um, you know databases to keep track of this. And they're really in the data uh, business. And uh, I think Vizio has even talked about this. Roku they they get a lot of um, money from on the advertising side now because they're accumulating so much data. So uh, that's why, of course, I lean to big dumb screen and uh, plug in an Apple TV to it. Even you know, and even though they're kind of overpriced, but you know, you you, oh. you pay one way or the other. It's either with your dollars or your your privacy. And some people, you know, uh, don't care so much about their privacy nowadays. So no, it's good to hear. I mean, that's sort of where I was leaning as well. So okay. So, are we ready? Are we ready for uh, for the oh. uh, to take us down the second half of the show here? Now that we've kept people waiting and, and made them tune out, when are they going to talk about Apple? <sighs> you got. We all watch There's the people event. watching. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's let's not uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Um, only mums. So. First up, Apple 10.2-inch iPad updated with A13 chip, 64 gigabytes of storage, 12 megapixel front camera, starting at 329 So 329 US, they're holding the line on the price point there. As with a lot of the other products we're going to be talking about today, seems to be incre- incremental uh, upgrade. It's been, what, is it a year and a half or I guess two and a half years since Apple's education event when they last updated the, uh, you know, the iPad Prime, we could we could call it the uh, you know the base uh, iPad, which when it launched, we remember back in 2010 was actually 499. So it's come down to 329, 170 dollars over the last uh, you know decade or or more. So, um, Will, you are an iPad user. What um, how what what model are you rocking at this? Oh no, hang on, you just got an iPad Pro. I did. Right. Okay. So now seeing so what nuts you, to this thing. <laughs> well, seeing what you get. For this price compared to what you're getting for your iPad Pro and the price that was, are you feeling any buyer's remorse at all? Because the low end, they keep in, no. they keep improving. No, I mean this is an impressive little device, mm-hmm. and um, particularly like the video where they were, you know, making you feel better about doctors using it in the field and police officers and all this thing, and and when really you're just going to be looking at this on your couch or something like that, but. Um, <laughs> But but it makes you feel good that these things could be good in the world. Um, but um, no, I mean, I, I like the big screen. I, I mean, this is one thing where my wife likes portability. She likes smaller devices she can put in her purse and go to a doctor's appointment or go to, um, you know, her parents and just quickly look something up on a small device. I like a bigger, more powerful device. And I know this is, you know, incrementally, um, you know, more powerful than the, the previous version. In some ways, all these specs, I mean, are you guys surprised by this? I think it's just bringing it up in line with the iPad Pro in terms of, you know, functionality with um, the Apple Pencil 2 and, uh, you know, some of the stuff. Oh, with- so that's, that's we got to be careful. We're, we're, we're clarifying. The Apple Pencil 2 is for the iPad mini. The, this iPad uh, we're talking about only yes, works, yes. With Apple, works with Apple Pencil 1. So, okay, um, they found a warehouse full of them, and they're like, you know, we got to do something <laughs> with it. Got to get rid of it. Is this yeah, the yeah, only yeah, one that yeah. still has a lightning port? We should we should make this work with that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry, I got those no, ones mixed no, no up. No worries. Well, that's the thing is that there's a, there's a whole lot of stuff that they announced all at once. But they, to your point though, they did bring some of the 
Pro type features down here, like including yes. center stage. You know, that center stage was just brought to the iPads Pro like this year, and already it's on the base level uh, iPad now. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's got great battery life. It's got a, you know the gener- the processor is a couple of generations behind, being the A13 versus you know the A15 that's in the new iPhones. And I guess the uh, well the i and the iPads Pro that just came out a couple of months ago that you both got have the M1 in there. So you know it's yeah. it's this is you know the kind of thing that's perfect for uh, s- schools, education, kids, and the like. You know it's got a it's got a, a decent size screen, 10.2. They increased the size from 9.7 a couple of years ago. Um, so that's that gets us in the door. But let's you know while we're talking about, let's move right over to the iPad Mini, which is you know you're, you know, if you talk about something you could throw in a, a handbag or a purse. I'm a fan of the iPad Mini myself, and it got a bit more of an of, of an overhaul because to your point, Will, it's got now the design cues of the iPad Pro and the uh, iPad Air that was revised last year uh, as well. So. Um, Gray, what, uh, what what do you think between, you know, of the what, what Apple's doing on the iPad mini side here? Well, I, first of all, the iPad, as it stands right now, the, the mm-hmm. you know, entry level, great, mm-hmm. like perfect for education. Also, I mean, one for my parents, they want an iPad, but they didn't want to pay mm-hmm. too much for one. Mm-hmm. Perfect, mm-hmm. done. Uh, there's my iPad mini money, straight up. Uh, <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it at all, but I want it. And it's great. USB-C, awesome. brilliant. Apple Pencil 2, Brilliant. Fits in, you know, all the little shoulder bags that, make, that I carry that my iPad Pro doesn't. Brilliant. Those little folios. Brilliant. Yes. Done. Take my money. Like, it's just, I, I looked at it and went, because I, I missed my iPad. I mean, my dad's got me old, my iPad, I think it was the iPad Mini 2, which no longer gets software updates, but still will, like, read websites for him. And But I've missed it. You know, the iPad Pro is great, because I use that as a work device. I, I, I do a ton of, I've got the keyboard and whatnot here and you know the other the actual devices downstairs in another case because sometimes you just want to consume as opposed to create the mini is it's 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 beautiful it's just this beautiful little nugget of apple technology with lte and 5g and it's great and like you know the liquid retina display like everything about this is awesome i'm just i'm so i'm so stoked that it's back and it's I I love the the design keys around it the um, squared off edges, and so that means that you know if you've got an iPad Pro and an iPad Mini and perhaps an iPhone 13 Pro, like I might in a couple of months, I'm gonna have all three of these devices. It, it's gonna look like a little Matryoshka doll. I'm <laughs> so stoked for it. Well, that's the thing is the the, the Mini and the the iPad Mini and the iPhone. Uh, 13 Pro, Pro Max. Max. <laughs> it's yeah. not that huge of a delta between no. them. No. Because, no. But the cool thing with the Mini is that they've increased the screen size yes. uh, from 7.9 inches up to 8.3 inches in the same footprint. And it's got the, the flat edges, which is in line with the uh, iPhones uh, for the last couple of years. And of course, the uh, the iPad Pros from the iPads Pro from the last couple of years as well. And so it's it's classic Apple formula of starting things off at the high end devices and over time, over the course of years, filtering those features and uh, you know, whether they're hardware and software features or design features down to the lower end ones. And then everyone feels like they're getting a taste of like uh, the high life. There. Well, it's and, a good, better, best thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the top sort of f- flagship. I mean, they do this with the iPhones as well. And then they also upgrade the lower end, as we were talking about, with the uh, the 10-inch um, iPad, and just having you know options and and some of these things go into like you say education or um, you know are brought over for lower income 
sort of um, uh, education purposes or or overseas and things like that um, because they're you know cheaper to requisition and distribute and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also having the smaller device is is right in line. I I personally like the big beefy one because I I think this looks absolutely. Can I say the word sexy? Uh, the iPad Mini, but if I'm being honest with myself, which is difficult, Gray, I, I'm not good at this. What's the use case for me as opposed to I just got the iMac uh, or the, uh, sorry, the um, the iPad Pro. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, use case. No, no. Want <laughs> what's case. This thing? Want yes. case. Need case? No. Use case? Who cares? Want case. Yeah. Want case. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah, those little folios are, are just can, new colors. So cool. can, can we talk a little yeah. bit about that? So we mentioned this earlier. Uh, no more black, no more white. Midnight God. and starlight. It sound like heroes oh. from the boys. It uh, great, oh. like cool. I, I'm lo- I'm looking at the starlight right now. I'm actually, you know, clearly I'm looking at the purple. Uh, but the starlight's sexy. The starlight with the orange. I'm like, mm. well, I think I was me. making that. I was making the joke to you guys. So I have a white cat and a gray cat. So now I have a space gray cat and a starlight cat. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> So the iPad mini has a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera now up from eight megapixels, which they did on the, um, the, uh, the, the standard iPad as well. Support for center stage, also adding true tone, which is great for, uh, you know, making sure your whites look white, no matter the lighting conditions. And like the, uh, the iPad prime, let's call it also the uh, Apple's uh, a 13 uh, bionic processor in there so giving it a 20 percent performance but so again this is iterative uh, the people buying ipads and ipad ipads mini generally aren't uh, huge performance people i mean you know, unless they're into serious gaming but if you're really serious about gaming on an, on an ipad you might be con- uh, leaning towards a pro anyhow but for you know something to keep the kids entertained these will do just fine and uh, we have in our household we've got an ipad uh, Two, which is iPad Mini Two, which is not so useful anymore. Uh, an iPad Mini Five, which my wife uses, uh, great for for uh, to use as an e-reader and also for casual games. But and I'm using her old iPad Air Two, which is six years old. So I'm looking at the this um, latest Mini, and it looks uh, looks pretty good. But but so the, this image on the screen right now, if uh, it's not, oh, you can't see it right now. So this is the regular iPad with, you know, the keyboard cover. What I want to know is, is someone going to release a keyboard cover for the mini with a teeny little keyboard? Because I do enjoy doing, you know, getting some work done on the couch without having my full uh, laptop on me on occasion. So anyway, um, but you guys both have iPads Pro, so you're probably not in the market for this. Although gray, depending on how how bad with money you're feeling. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting one. That's, okay. I, don't, I only need one kidney. It's ridiculous. Um, have you tried scribble with the pencil? Yes. Yeah. And did, did, any thought like for the keyboard versus that? What well, was there also faster? Fair, fair. Yeah. It, about the lag, that the lag was even less on the. Uh, it was improved. Yeah. Well, now that they're moving to the uh, the iPad, sorry, the Apple Pencil two, for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I think this is this is like might be the unsung hero of the uh, event, uh, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. Well, like honestly, like the touch ID on the top, the pencil snapping on the side, mm-hmm. the cases. Uh, what I do need to see, which I do not see right now, is the uh, combination of all of the cases and all of the colors mm-hmm. of iPad because that electric orange is <laughs> hot. 
was right? so the other so, thing we're seeing it right now with just the starlight in the pictures. And I'm like, I, I, want, I want to see what this looks like across because on it that that may be it. Maybe that's I'm going to go with the creamsicle. I'm going to go with the starlight, with the electric orange because it's not like you know I have more than one. Anyway, quick quick question for you guys. So um, these other two things that we haven't talked about yet um, were rumored, and I think we even talked about it. I hadn't heard about the iPad Mini. Was this something that that we knew was coming, or was this a like hot damn? There were there were no reliable leaks that cited what we saw. There was lots of people who were talking. Oh, probably I've been maybe I've been because it's it's yeah, it's time, time kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but no, yeah. nothing definitive. Because the uh, other two things were either blatantly known or highly rumored. There had been leaked, uh, you know, uh, mockups and whatnot. Some stuff come from the because the iPhone supply chain is just it's so massive and so complicated, and stuff just you know squeaks out of there, including you know um, dummies that go to case manufacturers and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for those playing at home, the iPad Mini, the latest iteration, starts at four ninety nine US. So six forty nine. Yeah, so $170 US more than the entry-level iPad. So it is a more capable yet smaller device. You pay for miniaturization, but I, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get my hands on one. Check it out in the store. Santa, don't forget about me. Oh, all know, right. You've actually got this on the site here. So there's no smart keyboard from Apple directly, but they do say Bluetooth keywords at the bottom. So you know Logitech's working on it. Yeah, I mean, I've been really happy. I don't have it in front of me here with the clam case uh, keyboard for the iPad Air 2. And it's almost and it's almost like a little MacBook Air um, that, you know, when, when it's all folded together, um, it's hard to find good, good keyboards. So there's a lot of trial and error that's, that's required there. Speaking of uh, keyboards... <laughs> The Apple Watch 7 uh, features a tiny keyboard if you really want to use that. If you like, as Steve Jobs once said, you know, he, when he was criticizing the whole notion of seven inch uh, tablets before Apple introduced their 7.9 inch iPad mini back in the day, it's like he was saying that people would have to like carve their fingers, their fingertips down and be able to use. Uh, uh, to, to be able to use the touch targets on a, a smaller iPad. But just imagine how you'd have to really carve your fingers down to use a keyboard on an Apple Watch. They're offering that as another uh, input method in addition to um, you know drawing the letters or using your voice. Gray, you have been in the uh, Apple Watch uh, market for a while because you're rocking a four at the moment, right? Right here. Yeah. So we, uh, you and I both got the, what's now known as the Zero, the original Apple Watch back in the summer of 2015. You upgraded to the four. I held off for a couple more years uh, and uh, got, the, got the six. My wife and I got the six last fall and we've been loving them, especially once they introduced the on, always on display and the, the sleep tracking is a nice touch too. So what does the seven bring to the table, Gray? Uh, bigger screen. Edge-to-edge screens, they've, they've gone with something that, again, can fit up to 50% more as far as readability goes um, with the text. Um, some great new features as far as uh, uh, watch faces as well. Uh, my favorite feature is one that isn't new, which is it fits all of the original bands, uh, which, you know, having a massive collection of bands is great. Um, from an e waste perspective, too, thank the Lord they're, yes. they're, they're holding the yeah. line on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that said, I still haven't got rid of my Series Zero. I've got it on a Flava Flav style neck chain. So, um, nice. yeah, you know, I mean, just, just looking at this, the, the thing that gets me right now is um, coming this fall. <laughs> you tease me, Apple. You tease me. Um, it's, and this actually kind of like just sort of flips back to something we were talking about earlier, where the entry level line is the Apple Watch Series Three, the one prior to this. 
um, as well as the Apple Watch SE. Um, I will say the one thing that I'm, I'm loving as well is you know, the culmination of all of these features over the course of, of, of years. I don't feel like I'm missing out without the always on screen and the VO2 Max, and all this, but as soon as, as soon as I get them, I'm really excited for them. So kind of looking at their entire lineup, it doesn't feel like FOMO is really driving things for Apple anymore. You, you get a capable product that lasts a long time. Um, and, and then, you know, when the next one comes along, when you feel good about moving on to the next thing, uh, you, you can and you do. Um, the new bands that they've got as well uh, are just absolutely fantastic. Like, I'm loving some of the new colors. Um, have you guys have you tried the, uh, the stretchy fabric loop one? No. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm addicted. You're stealing my move. <laughs> I'm addicted. It's, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're great. So, like, lots of really cool stuff with, uh, with watchOS 8. Um, but obviously, this, uh, this new device really is, and you kind of said it earlier, like, it's, it's not a huge upgrade, um, but I think it's enough. And because enough of us are on a cadence now, which isn't every year or even every other year, it's not even TikTok. It's like, yeah, I'll get there. Uh, but there's just enough of us that I think it's actually going to sustain Apple going forwards. I think that's a common theme through most of the announcements today is that, you know, and this is something that some of the tech press doesn't get, or maybe they're just, you know, they're just trying to do hot takes or or maybe they're cynical or whatever. It's like, you know, oh, it's not that big an upgrade from last year. It's like, yeah, how many people do you know actually upgrade their Apple Watches or their any kind of smartphone or any kind of tablet or any kind of laptop every year you underhead like come on these these are for people who are waiting you know often three or four years like i'm four years since my last iphone and i'm not sure if i'm upgrading or not you know six years on the ipad that, that i'm using you know only one year in on the uh, on the current apple watch but before that it was five years so you look at the those kinds of gaps the three-year four-year five-year gaps that a lot of normal people are using and even some tech people like ourselves we, we try to get the most value out of them just because you know <laughs> I mean, it's 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 fun to joke about being bad with money, but you don't want to be too bad with money because uh, for not having uh, none of us have kids, so no one to take care of us. We gotta like <laughs> we have to make sure we can afford to hire uh, other people to take care of us at some point, especially if we don't have <laughs> enough nieces and nephews. So I figured I'd have robots do that. <laughs> uh, well, let's, is it is it going to be one from Tesla or is it going to be one from uh, from Hyundai? You know, the uh, the, the Atlas uh, from. Boston Dynamics. So right. just be careful. It doesn't tear off your limbs as it's tucking into bed. So I, I, like, I don't feel that. I mean, it's cool. I don't feel any particular, you know, FOMO here, but in a couple of years, especially as they continue to update uh, watchOS, uh, then, you know, as the devices get slow, that's what always happens with computers because they're always optimizing operating systems and software for the newest iterations. It's not a conspiracy. It's called technology marches forward. So that was the big, one of the biggest reliefs for me when we, after five years, we upgraded our Apple watches. It's like, yeah, it takes less than 10 seconds to do things now. Hallelujah. So, uh, Will, you're in the uh, you've been firmly in the Fitbit camp for a while. Is there yep. anything that you see from this uh, latest Apple Watch uh, upgrade uh, tempting you at all? The nice bigger screen, but on the same footprint, for example. Uh, not really. I mean, I I think I'm with you. I mean, I have a device I'm happy with. Mm -hmm. I am mostly in the Apple ecosystem. Um, I I don't need a lot of features from my phone or sorry, my uh, watch. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like I have a lot of this stuff on other devices. I think they're cool. Um, nothing against Apple watches. I, I, I like them. I just, 
yeah, I, nothing that's that's making me run out and get one. I think originally I just we were more about the fitness end and and lower end price points. Um, so that's why my wife and I originally started on Fitbit. I you know sometimes I think that like Fitbit's languishing a little bit in terms of technology. The app I find is not working as well as it used to. So you know maybe down the road but um i'll change devices and this would be one of the ones i would think of but i i definitely like the digital watches the um smart watches um i don't know if Fitbit really qualifies as a smart watch it's more of a uh, fitness tracker fitness tracker that's okay with yeah. a strap on it mm-hmm. um so that's that's kind of my speed of it mm-hmm. um but yeah so the speaking of fitness tracking, that's what Apple has really leaned into with this iteration of the Apple Watch and Watch OS, because w- there are, there's a feature that a lot of people are looking for, a health feature, and Apple's been pushing the health features for a number of years now, but uh, including the um, the uh, blood uh, uh, oxygen, re- oxygen readings, yeah, which and which the heart you have monitor in, and the, uh, the EKG, and but a lot of people think when are they going to have blood glucose monitoring and. Ah, that's I think that's harder than it than it seems. You know, generally yeah. speaking, you gotta still prick people's skin to 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 get that. So I mean, they're working on the sensors for that. Google's been working on that too, and they I think they abandoned uh, their their uh, their project there. So we'll see if it happens. So in the meantime, Apple's like kind of pivoting back to the uh, and leaning into the fitness tracking as opposed to the health features. Which you know, there's still lots of great health features in there, but they're just not adding much in the way of new stuff. But they uh, increasing the durability, the uh, the charging speed. The water resistance, and now it's got IP6X dust resistance, which is, which is great for those who like to, uh, I don't know, go dune bugging or something. But uh, and you know, some fancy new Hermes bands, the double tour. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, just just on a bit of a sidetrack. Mm-hmm. So my mother actually has diabetes, and there's actually been big revolutions in terms of monitoring and distribution of 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 drugs for people with diabetes, and so she actually has something that's, I guess, semi-implanted. I joke around and call her a cyborg. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, it's hard to get away from the, the finger pricking or the some sort of invasive piece of technology when it comes to that. So I think it's probably a little bit farther down the road. Um, you know, maybe if Elizabeth Holmes gets out, um, we can get her working on the mineralization of, of, of blood sampling. Um, You've got a revolutionary new technology. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my turtle uh, neck. Yes. My, my, my turtle neck's coming out in October, just just a Ooh. teaser there. Is uh, it yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so to, yeah, to your point, yeah, it's still it's still a little invasive uh for for the blood uh blood glucose monitoring there and you know but you know, and we'll see how we'll see how it goes with Apple and others still researching uh, that. But uh, it it could go the way of the Apple TV, like actual television set, or the Apple Car. We'll see. It could be a long ways off still. So, like getting to the stars of the event, um, iPhone 13 and iPhone 13 Mini announced with redesigned camera array and smaller notch. I'd heard rumors about a smaller notch. Honestly, when they're showing it in the keynote, I. Barely noticed. I, actually, I didn't notice at all, and so I think it's maybe a, a, a touch smaller there. Some uh, nice new colors. Uh, well, well, blue, I guess, and it went like a light, uh, a, a light pink in there. Um, again, pretty incremental upgrade from the iPhone 12. It's gone up from the A14 Bionic to the A15 Bionic. They've added uh, an, an extra 
Do they have any extra cores? They got there's six cores CPU. There's and a five core graphics um, in the iPhone 13 Pro. In the Pro, okay. So the the regular 13s are as is. Um, they've improved the ultra wide camera, and again, lots of other little things. Time, night mode, time lapse, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Gray, you you're rocking what an iPhone 11? Is that correct? 11 Pro. My parents 11 have 11s. Uh, Ray and okay. I have 11 Pros. Um, okay, it's great. You know, battery life is down to 80-ish percent, um, mm-hmm. which my, my Apple Care Plus runs out on September the 27th. Mm-hmm. And so I went and priced out uh, you know, some new phones today. Uh, can I tell you the neat, neatest thing that I found? Uh, two things. One, Apple is now using PayBrite in Canada. So you can do six months, zero interest, equal payments on all of your stuff. Unless you're in cool. Quebec. Nope. Actually, it includes Quebec. <sighs> it's up at the top. I know. I don't know. He already did it. Quebec Libre. <laughs> no, you still have to pay for it. Oh. <laughs> but um, they're also now offering monthly Apple Care Plus at twelve dollars and fifty cents per month that does not have an expiry. Yeah. Hmm. So now you get two times a year where you can smash your screen accidentally. It's going to cost you forty bucks to get it replaced, but your battery's covered forever nice. as long as you keep paying for Apple Care Plus. Because that's been, that's been the, the, the motivation for me to buy the new iPhone on my TikTok rhythm. Uh, not TikTok rhythm, you know what I mean. Um, but Video it, forthcoming. You're right. Uh, but Apple Care Plus not being there, it feels like I'm, I'm trapezing without a safety net. And I, I just don't like it. You know, and I, I, was, I mentioned to you guys earlier today, I'm like, I, just look, look, at, look at the disaster that is the edge of this phone. I toss this thing across the room like it's, like it's, a, like it's my job. And I live in a concrete and glass house. It's surprising that this thing hasn't smashed more often. So looking at the iPhone 13 today, you know, my parents are on iPhone 11s. Do they need a new iPhone? No. Are they getting a new iPhone? No. Not this year. Probably next year. The iPhone 13, though, I'm looking at it and like all of the awesome stuff that I was lusting at from the iPhone 12 Pro last year are in this thing. So another, okay. another case of pro features making their way down down the lineup. But it's getting faster and faster and faster. It used to be while, they're, years. while they're eking out even more battery life, the, 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 the iPhone 13, they're saying up to 2.5 hours more battery life compared to the 12. And the iPhone 13 mini, which, you know, battery life has been a reported issue for people. They're, you know, getting another, it's got a smaller battery to be fair, right? Uh, an extra 1.5 hours more battery life than the iPhone 12 uh, mini. So yeah. they're making some they're making some gains there, and that's thanks to the efficiencies of Apple Silicon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they've also made, made a number of camera enhancements uh, as well. The cameras just keep getting better and better. <laughs> the, you know, the diagonal uh, alignment I thought was kind of neat because when you're looking at a lot of phones nowadays, they've all kind of got that similar setup. So Apple's like, you know what we're going to do? This... <laughs> Why not? That's great. Why not? Um, Will, what do you what do you rock in phone wise at the moment? A ten uh, XR or something? Oh, ten R. Um, yeah. So that that yeah. came out the year after the ten. Cool. And how are you liking yeah. it? I'm liking it okay. We're we're going to upgrade this year, so I mm-hmm. think um, I might get a thirteen or maybe get a twelve on the the uh, cheap side. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, are you, tempt- I, are you tempted I, by 13 mini at all? Like a sm- smaller, oh, no. a bit smaller? No, no. Oh no. Oh, there's something, yeah. like, there's something kind of appealing to me about no. Uh, no. very, no. very tight. Cause, but uh, whatever the case is, my wife, Stephanie and I have to kind of choose the same thing because it's no fun having to like, you know, adjust the kind of phone holders we have in our cars. There's no fun having to like adjust them back oh, and forth. Yeah. We, until such point as maybe we upgrade to MagSafe. 
uh, holders. But uh, so we are kind of going with the same size for now. We both got 10s and they were great. But before that, she had a 6 and I had a 6S. And that's like, first world problems. <laughs> so, so, so the 13, I think we're all kind of looking at it and going, nice, nice. But the 13 Pro? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's where it's at. All of the things, all, all of the things. They, they I love that blue too. It couldn't help itself. Good there. It's just, yeah, pretty sexy. Pretty and sexy. It, and here's the, here's the thing: we were talking to Tasia earlier today, and you know, it's like who <laughs> soon to be returning, Tasia Custody. Uh, yes, I hope <laughs> I miss her. Uh, so, uh, and 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 looking at this, you know, like. Get, get get to the point of all of all of all of these things, and then Apple just kind of went crazy with all of the amazing stuff. And it's yeah, I mean, a lot of it's revolving around the camera system. When you think about how, I think a lot of folks that are rocking the Pro uh, are interacting with it. Yes, there are people who are using it for business, but a lot of us are just like, let me capture cool things about the world, and being able to, you know, find your particular look for photos. I know I've I've, I've gone through Photoshop Express and I've set up. Uh, presets for things that I go through and I, I kind of apply that every single time. But now that's going to be part of the image pipeline. I can set that the type of shot that I want to take. It's doing ProRes, you know, high-end encoding for um, for video, which, I mean, I joked earlier today, I'm like, Final Cut Pro for the iPad Pro has got to be coming soon. Maybe not. But, like, this is just, it, it, takes, it takes these steps out of the process that take people time and energy and effort and just lets them focus on being creative. And I'm so here well, yeah. for it. Well, even things like uh, Rack Focus, um, the cinema. Well, can you explain uh, for what Rack Focus is? So basically, that's changing the area of focus. So you'll have one subject that's crisp um, and in focus, and the background will be blurred. And then sort of on the fly, you can switch um, to something in the background, and the thing in the foreground will be blurred, and the thing in the background will be in focus. And that's often used in video and and cinema to show various sort of shifts of perspective um the demo video that they showed was basically like some sort of investigator going into a a a, a house sort of like was it what was the movie knives out or uh, it, looked, it was it had a very yeah, knives out vibe to it the very knives out vibe and so it's like people looking at each other suspiciously so dog looking at the butler and the butler looking at you know, the wife and the wife looking at the sun. And so they would shift between, you know, one person being in focus and the other person being in the background and the background person then being in the focus and the person in the foreground. So basically that's what rack focus is. Um, so that's was became, I mean, it's been used for decades, but was super popular maybe about 10 years ago as we started getting good DSLRs with good lenses that could really do that. And that's uh, Apple's really doubling down on the differentiator um, in being a video in the iPhones because when it comes to uh, photography, it's it's a horse race between you know Apple and Samsung and uh, Google with their Pixel Pixel line of smartphones. Google tends to lean on the software side of things to really get the most out of sort of mid range sensors. Um, Apple spends a lot of time on the sensors and on, on the glass and is, was playing catch up on the, the software side. But when it comes to video, like no one touches Apple yet. So, I mean, the, other, the others are trying, but Apple's just like doubling down here with the things like rack focus and being able to, you know, 
tap your focus targets live as you're filming. I mean, one of the videos they showed is like, you know, a professional video production crew. It almost looked a little silly having a teeny little phone compared to what you might expect on a professional video production with all the sound guys and whatnot around as well. But it's amazing what you can actually shoot on iPhones. For professional rack focus, like back in the day, they would have a, a on a big movie, you'll have a, a, a director of photography and you might have two people operating the focus and yeah. knowing, marking on the lens where they're going to stop and like having this sort of like dance move about doing the rack focus and moving the camera at the same time. So having this where you just touch it is, is pretty crazy. Yeah, they were called yeah. ro- the focus pullers, right? Focus that was, pullers, yeah. Yeah. That's a union job right there. Yeah. <laughs> they took our jobs. <laughs> well, and so, I mean, for when, DSLR your grandmother. Shooting, when DSLR shooting first started to become a thing, um, off of Kickstarter, I bought a focus pulling device where you could have your shoulder rig on. And as a person who's basically piloting the camera, you could focus pull and you'd actually set stops on it so you could repeat those moves. Never having to do that again is so exciting. Like we can actually shoot mm-hmm. fun, interesting, neat things. And even when it comes to portrait mode, I mean, when, when it first came out on the 10, um, you know, point your phone at your cat, as I want to do. 80% of video uh, and portraiture <laughs> is of cats, I'm and sure. Back on the 10, it didn't really recognize pets. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it didn't quite get it. And so half of those shots would be wasted. Um, you know, go, cut to the, the 11 Pro, and it's like, yeah, it's 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 kind of it, they they've talked about how it, it can see pets now. Now you can dial in the bokeh as you're shooting the shot, and f- with far more control than you could with the 11 Pro. I'm yeah, this is a this is an easy upgrade. Now, Gray, would you be leaning toward Pro or Pro Max? Uh, Pro. Okay. I, yeah, it's just you know, I, I I I love the idea of the Pro Max. I'm sure there are people out there um, with just absolute. Massive mitts. Um, you know, I don't have uh, you know Trump style iPhone 13 Mini style hands, but the, the wow. iPhone 13 Pro I think is perfect for me. Dude, they they showed photos of people holding the iPad Mini one handed. So, well, and here's the thing, Come you know, that, that that that's it. Like, I will I will absolutely do the basketball style grip <laughs> on that. But when it comes to pulling your phone out of your pocket, I'm cramping. When it, when it comes to pulling, pulling your phone out of your pocket, right? I I had the seven. And I started to develop a callus right there because I had to hold my phone up like that. And then I realized I was starting, I was getting arthritic in the joint there on my little finger. It just, it wasn't working. So this, you know, this right now, it does, it does, does the thing. It's, it fits, fits in the palm of my hand. I've got, <laughs> got a good grip on This is my sort of costume. Got a good grip on it with these two fingers. And then if I need to type, that's when that finger comes out. That's, that's the ideal phone for me. You know, would I love the mini? I'll love the mini when it actually con- converses with my Apple glasses and I can basically just use that as a, key- as a keyboard as I'm writing as I'm watching. How about that? Fair? Sounds good. So <laughs> the uh, similar to the improvements in battery life of the uh, 13 compared to the 12, so the 13 Pro and the 13 Pro Max respectively get one and a half hours and two and a half hours more battery time than their predecessors. So again, I think we can chalk a lot of that up to the A15 Bionic as compared to the A14 there. So uh, Apple's investment in Apple Silicon has just continues to pay dividends, especially if you're going to be doing things like shooting video. And speaking of shooting video, they introduced a one terabyte storage option for the Pro and the Pro Max, which... Bonkers. So... I'm, I'm I'm rocking 256 right now, and I have 127 available. <laughs> so I'm just over the 128. 
barrier, but I've got 127 gigabytes available. So I guess I'm stuck with the 256. Yeah. Go for one terabyte. I've got, I've got it on the iPad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the, the amount of storage. Well, of course, you know, that's how they get you is when you upgrade on the storage. That's, yeah. uh, Apple does not uh, give that. Do you really feel God? Away. Do you really feel God? <laughs> I mean, I, I told you, I sold, I sold my old iMac, right? I sold my 2012 iMac to a good friend of mine, photographer, 27-inch. Um, it's had the 2-gigabyte video card, 32 gigabytes of RAM. He's rocking it right now, turning out amazing photography work. Um, and my cost of ownership for that device over nine years was 91 cents a day. I don't feel got, I looked at the trade in on the 11 pro, they're going to be 570 bucks for it. I don't feel got. So speaking of pricing and maybe Gray, you can uh, tell us on the Canadian side, but us pricing for the iPhone 13 starts at 699 and for the 13 pro starts at 999 and you can go down from there for the mini and up from there for the pro max and if you want to add additional storage you go up 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 yep so the mortgage your kids start, 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 start 13.99 for the iphone 13 pro and 1549 canadian for the uh iphone 13 pro max or 233 dollars a month or 258 dollars a month for six months equal payments no interest on pay right i'm not getting paid to say that just really impressed by it <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to get as much life out of my phone as possible. I, like, I, I like what you're saying about the dollar a day. If I can stretch things out for, to the dollar a day for everything in my life, including food, um, <laughs> then we're good to go. Well, so you, all the way. You, should come, you should come with me for lunch at Costco every day. It's, it's great. My nitrate level is through the roof. Ooh. And your aspartame level. Right. <laughs> it's okay. The oh. Diet Coke machine's never working. It's fine. <laughs> they have Pepsi products. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, don't even get me started. Pe Pepsi's motto: of, yeah, is Pepsi okay? No, it's not. Yeah, I would have asked no. for it if it had been. Exactly. If you, you know, but if you add enough lemonade to it, it helps. Okay, yeah. so uh, just to wrap up on the uh, Apple stories, uh, you some folks may have noticed that there is a a special Twitter-like animation for the Apple event. So in addition to the special Twitter uh, Apple emoji that would appear for the last uh, several Apple events, so you if you hashtag Apple event, you get a little. Uh, Twitter emoji would appear. There's a like animation now too, where the heart, if you clicked on it, would turn into an Apple logo. So I'm just gonna show you all here what this looked like because I didn't, I didn't happen to catch it because I don't like things. Um, <laughs> let's have a look here. Uh, oh, at, oh, at the bottom of the screen. Whoop. Try that again. Click. So Whoop, quick. See it yeah. See, there it goes. Turns into so adorable. Yeah. yeah. So no one knows how much companies like apple have to pay for the custom uh, emoji or the the custom uh, like button animations but i'm sure it's money well spent speaking of which i think it was a little bit of a giveaway to my mind that that there was going to be a lot of incremental updates as opposed to mind-blowing ones given the amount of advertising i saw i saw more youtube ads for this apple event yeah. than any previous ones which was kind of interesting so We'll see, because it maybe really they had a lot of different products to talk about, and they really wanted people to show. So hopefully, there was something for everyone there, even though no one product was terribly mind blowing. I, I have put in a call actually to Twitter to see about getting a custom Mementos like animation. Uh, I've also inquired to see if we can get the in there when people click like that would be. That, they said they'd get back to me. Uh, and then to make uh, Tasia happy, who has a video in waiting, well, make her unhappy. That is iOS fifteen for those. Uh, you know, waiting for it to drop, it will be available to download on September 20th. 
Uh, same for iPad OS, iPad OS 15 and Watch OS 8. So we've seen a number of betas throughout the summer, de developer betas and public betas as well. I am not on the beta train uh, anymore, but um, a, lo a lot of people do videos uh, tend to do that. And so we're convincing Tasia to upgrade her phone so that she can put betas on her old phone. So you she know, can I'm, get videos out ASAP. I've, I've, got, I've been running on, on the iPad for a while because again, it's not my mission critical machine. Mm -hmm. uh, Monterey, I would not put on this thing until you know point one. I, I took that from you, but I feel like I'm going to split the difference here. We're gold mm -hmm. master right now for mm -hmm. uh, iPhone, uh, iOS 15. Mm -hmm. And I think Tasia, she was saying that she needs a hand. Oh, no, she's, she's got something. She, she wanted, wanted a hand with a FaceTime thing. I, was, I think I might actually install the gold master here. Wish me luck. <laughs> just back up first. <laughs> right? Oh, that, that's the nice thing about iCloud backups, just all the time. Okay, uh, real quick. Um, PlayStation Showcase. There was, uh, we, there was a... There was a Microsoft one a few weeks ago uh, with Xbox stuff. Um, PlayStation had a showcase, and um, mm -hmm. there was a few games announced, a lot of which seem to be existing IP or remakes and remasters. Will, can you take us through? Actually, I'll, 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 I'll just mention some of them real quick. We had Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, Project Eve, Forspoken, Alan Wake remastered, Grand Theft Auto V, Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collect collection for PC and PS5. So yeah, so that's you know basically Uncharted coming to PC now. Marvel Wolverine, Gran Turismo 7, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, God of War Ragnarok. Well, Will, what jumped out to you as being uh, interesting? Because you are a PlayStation guy. Not you're not PS Five yet. We'll get to Gray in a sec. But yeah. uh, what got you well, excited about these guy. announcements? Yes, gaming guy. Uh, I mean, a lot of, all the remasters are pretty much classics. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Glad to see that uh, having a remake. Uh, big fan of Uncharted. I think that the at least the headlines for me, obviously, God of War is always going to be big when when they do. A drop on that but you know the big thing here is finally confirmation on spider-man 2 and people didn't really know about this wolverine uh, also from insomniac that did the very successful uh spider-man and now that they have a spider-man 2 and now a wolverine um it is the teasiest of teaser trailers there's not much this is not gameplay it's the back of wolverine and his clawed fist at one point um, it is cool. It's nice to know. There's not much here to glean. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to the Spider-Man and looking forward to God of War. How about you, Gray? Uh, lots of really great games here that I'm not going to play because I'm playing Destiny 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's the song. Never, never gets old. Yeah, no, God, God, God of War I will absolutely give a go for um, the uh, version from last year. Phenomenal. Great. Loved it. Alan Wake was a real shocker. Like, this was an Xbox 360 title and you're remaking it. Mm, I yeah. didn't play it on Xbox 360. I think I own it on PC, um, but just never got around to it. So, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. Um, and yeah, there's like Spider Man, I, I did play a lot of last year. I didn't beat it. So, I need to actually like get my butt into uh, a place where I'm actually finishing that one. Uh, I also didn't play the Miles Morales version. So, I feel like I owe myself that. You know what I might do? Because we've got No Way Home coming out. I think I told you guys I haven't watched Far From Home yet, so I think what I will do oh. is probably like into the Spider Verse first. You know, Tom Holland one, Tom Holland two, maybe the other uh, five Spider Man movies. Beat these two games and then go and see Far From Home. You can skip Garfield. You know, I, I like I, I like the Andrew Garfield ones. Oh, they were, I, they I hated the second one. Well, because the problem was Electro. Oh, right, Andrew no Garfield. I'm thinking Garfield the cat. What? He, Electro <laughs> had no motivation to actually go crazy. He was like yeah. it was just. 
it just didn't work. Like, well, at least they're bringing them back. Yeah, I just hate some of the crazy backstory with the with the father and stuff. But I digress, and I think also I was so so in love with the Tobey Maguire version. But you're right; it would be good to at least get a refresher on uh, on on the whole Garfield uh, duo of movies. Yeah, uh, for, with the new one coming out. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, so those are kind of my, my picks. That said, um, you know, this week's season of Lost is just going crazy right now. Uh, so I'm I'm really deep into that. As we expected. <laughs> As it was foretold. The prophecy. In the, in the prophecy. Okay. Other uh, Marvel-related news going from uh, some Marvel games to first uh. Marvel Hawkeye trailer. Promises die hard with Christmas joy. I don't know about you guys, but when my uh, wife and I watched this, we were giddy. Needs more purple. It's <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome. I, I'm a big fan of um, the comic book that this seems to be partly or largely based off of. I know there are a ton of cool special effects and stunts in this trailer. The most exciting for thing for me was the 0.5 second glimpse of lucky the pizza dog i am so happy he's in the mcu pet avengers let's go we've got throg uh we've got um you know all, all the <laughs> ingredients the the, the the uh the loki gator loki gator, loki gator uh, lockjaw even though we like to forget about the tv uh uh in humans uh let's just make it happen pet avengers people Jeremy Renner's really killing it with the Bruce Willis steely blue eyes in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. He's really, really killing it. So, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. And the interesting thing, too, is when we watched it, we thought, oh, okay, so it's a movie coming out at Christmas time. No, it's actually the new Disney Plus TV series that's going to follow What If. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. So, again, yeah. here's another example of Marvel exploring some of the uh, you know, secondary characters. One one could argue uh, that maybe didn't get uh, their you know as, as much screen He's time as as they as they <laughs> there he was uh, as they should have in the in the movie. So it's kind of a nice opportunity to explore. And and again, kind of like with the Black Widow movie, we see a bit of a handing off to uh, perhaps a next generation Hawkeye here. This is also Young Avengers, right? So that's mm-hmm. another thing that's being rumored as well. They're setting the table for the next. Uh, Next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Kevin Feige continues to knock it out of the park, as far as I'm concerned. Feige's going to flag. Feige's going to flag. And last up, uh, Tasia Custody, our our missing quarter. I thought she was going to be back this week. I'm, I think maybe she's been replaced by and this other, maybe by an automaton, or I'm not exactly sure what, but she refuses to come in and join us again. But she claims that, you know, it's all work and she's going away and all that kind of stuff. But we'll see, you know, maybe next week, maybe the week after. But in the meantime, she does have a new video for us, generated by AI, I assume. Uh, Google Maps <laughs> update. New Deep Google, fake technology. Exactly. <laughs> new Google Maps iOS features. So we all know that Tasia is a big fan of the Google ecosystem, even though she tends to use Apple devices, at least for the time being. Um, fellas, what do you use, Apple Maps or Google Maps, on your Apple devices? Well, I I tend to use Google partly because Apple led me wrong once when I was directing my wife, and uh, I will never hear the end of it. So Google Maps for me. 
I, I tend to do a bit of a comparison between the two. I'll actually pull both of the apps out and then look at how badly Google is trying to drive me into the river. Um, I've actually had a number of instances recently where I'm like, what the, is it tied to my account? Like, did they know that I don't like them and that's why they're doing this? Um, it has been a long time since Apple has been uh, what it was. How long ago was that? Eight years? Ten years. Ten years? Ten years? Yeah. Ten years. Yeah, the jokes so, don't don't work anymore. Yeah. So in, in a decade's time, um, you know, everything from the, the 3D view of being, or like Street View now on on, uh, on Apple Maps, I can't remember what they call it, Quick Look or something like that. But it, like, it, there's feature parity. And it's just, it, it is more seamless. Um, when I get a Google Maps link, occasionally I'll follow it for a little while before I realize that the voice is terrible. Um, you know, so here's, here's one of the things, like Apple will tell you, not at this light, but at the next one, turn left. It will use language like that. Whereas Google is like, on Sprout Street, turn left. And you're like, where is that? It's, and to it's, be fair, that's a recently, that's a pretty recent uh, change to yes. the Apple now, Maps. I'm not system, using, which, which is great. Yeah. I'm not using them for time travel. So I'm t I no. tend to be with the most recent version. But, <laughs> but that's something we noticed just a few months ago in, in changing the... Yes. Uh, and so I, I haven't used Google Maps recently to see how they're you know telling us where to go. Now, the thing I, is, like, I, I do, I do, and, and, and it's, yeah. it's not any better. Well, maybe, maybe yeah. this is the update. It's been a week since I've used it, so this could be it. Gotcha. The uh, it, w people have been using Apple Maps as a as a, a whipping post for years and years and years. A lot of people forget why it was so bad to start. Is because they basically whipped it together in just a few months after Google refused to license Apple the uh, vector um, illustrations uh, instead of bitmap illustrations and turn by turn directions without Apple forking over customer data. Like that was the that was the deal there, and Apple said, "No, we're not giving you customer data, so I guess we're not taking this other stuff. We'll roll our own." So they quickly had to go and license stuff from TomTom and uh, other sources, put it together. It was a bit of a you know a, a bit of a fuster cluck, and <laughs> and of course, um, what's his face wouldn't apologize for it after uh, Tim Cook uh, asked him to, who was the the head of software uh, uh, the what was the guy's name? He was a longtime Apple guy. His name is escaping. Uh, Scott Forstall. Scott Forstall, yeah. yeah. Tim Cook told, asked him to apologize. Scott Forstall wouldn't. And so he was out of there. So heads rolled. He did not forestall his exit. Exactly. And there's been some interesting interviews with Forstall uh, since then. Because, you know, he was a longtime Apple fellow. And he saw a lot and was instrumental in the uh, creation of the iPhone, especially on the software side. So, you know, and Apple has done what a lot of, you know, companies that are serious about what they do, including Google and, and Samsung, they just continue to iterate iterate, iterate, and it just got better and better and then eventually ca catch up. And then some people think they're actually better. Now, I have, I've had Google Maps take me to the wrong side of Surrey before. Like, no mapping application is perfect. Now, they're all in an arms race. Apple is caught up. Now, they're, they're you know, doing their own stuff with their aerial and satellite photography, not to mention their, um, you know, like you said, the, the, the city views and the street views. They've all got cars driving around now. So... Um, you know, it's really six and one half dozen the other in a lot of cases. But like you said, Gray, and I do the same thing when it's kind of a mission critical situation. Usually I, I stick with Apple Maps. But if I've got to be somewhere in, 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 a, in a rush and it may be getting close to rush hour, I will check Apple Maps, Google Maps, and even Waze as well. Mm -hmm. Because Waze has some of that, is that social reporting features that I think they're making their way into Google Maps eventually. Yeah. We'll see how long Waze sticks around. It's kind of like, more happy-go-lucky app, and we'll see if Google lets that uh, continue or it, they're just going to totally absorb it uh, eventually. It's, it's a tool. It's not a religion. That said, I still have my favorite hammer. <laughs> but will it let you pick it up? Right. No. Oh, not worthy. 
Not if it's already so, beta software. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. We made it. Um, if you are interested in learning more about Momentus, uh, follow us at, well, you can check out our website, Momentus.tv, which I sorely need to update, but you can find us at twitter.com slash Momentus TV, facebook.com slash Momentus TV, which are updated reasonably regularly, uh, instagram.com slash Momentus.tv, updated somewhat less regularly, actually a lot less regularly. I gotta, we gotta figure out what to do with that one. And, uh, if you, and of course we have videos on YouTube, so you can just uh, search my name on YouTube and then find Momentus live playlists and other Momentus playlists there too, until we finally get our vanity URL. Will, Gray, thank you. Favorite day of the week. Hope you all have a truly momentous week. <laughs>